0: And what I heard part of in that song, it said um, we're going to a place that we've never been before. That doesn't mean we have to wait till we die. That means today we can go there. And so I just feel like we just need to continue in with that. The music may have stopped, but we don't have to stop. So, Lord, we just want to press in to what you have for us here for uh, the more that you have for us here. We're going to a place that we've never been before. And some of us have trouble even comprehending what that is because we're too earthly. We got too much of the earth in our heads. And uh, so, Lord, we just ask you just to kind of shake that off of us right now. And, Lord, we we want to join into that spirit realm with you and partake of what you have for us here this morning more of your glory, more of the things that look like you, (laughs) and less of what looks like us. Lord, we step into the more of you, the filling of your spirit. Lord, we desire to have that here this morning. Take us to that place that we've never been before. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to wait till we die to experience the goodness of God. Thank you that we can experience that here today, that you're speaking, that you're healing, that the manifest power of God is here today, that we see it, that we hear it, that we feel it, that we experience what you have for us. You're not a dead God. We're not serving a dead God. And, Lord, we just... Rejoice in that, your power, your love. Lord, it's here. <laughs> we just want to step into that. The glory, the glory, that Shekinah glory. I don't even know what that looks like. Yes, we want to experience it. Because I have a feeling the way that we leave here would it's going to look way different than when we got here. Lord, we just bless you. We just bless you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you for your glory. Thank you that we can experience you today. That your light is here. Amen. 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 Rob, did you have something? Okay, I think Tommy did. Yeah, I thought I thought you did. You can have it. You can have a seat. As, as this is Tommy Griffin as he comes, I just felt like he had something. Um My name is Angie. There's some of y'all that don't know me. I co-pastor Here with my mom and dad, Gerald and Dixie Freeman, that's my husband Rob. But I just, I knew you had something, so go
1: ahead. Well, you know, going through everything that life throws at you, and I have not focused on the troubles. i focused on God through everything. Maturity teaches you how to move forward with God and stay hooked up with Him. But with everything you just said, this scripture's been on me and I can't get away from it. And it's in 1 Peter Peter 1, verse 13. And the title of it is A Call to Holiness. And I'm not going to read it all, just a little bit of it. It says, So then prepare your hearts and minds for action. The Shekinah glory coming in. You know, I felt that. Stay alert and fix your hope firmly on the marvelous grace that is coming to you. For when Jesus Christ is unveiled, a greater measure of grace will be released to you. As God's obedient children never again shape your lives by the desires that followed you, that followed when you didn't know better, instead shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you for Scripture says, you are to be holy because I am holy. Enough said. You know, enough said. We want the things of God. We have to do what God's asking us to do. Amen. It's kind of like having a job and you can have the best benefits in the world and all the vacation and the retirement and the raises every quarter or whatever they do. I've never had that. But once you get that job, you can't go to the boss and say, I'm taking off for a month. I know this is my first week, but I want that raise. I want all the benefits right now. I don't want a 90 day probation. I'm going to do what I want. Thank you for everything you've given me. Now, how would that work? Remember the word, obedience is better than sacrifice. See you later. later. That's it. But on that scripture when he says obedience is better than sacrifice, what are you willing to sacrifice for your disobedience to what God's called you to do? And not even that, but how he's called us to act. Amen? Who he's called us to be, what he's got for us. We have to be in line with the boss, with the master.
0: Amen. Amen? Yes, we do. Amen, thank you for sharing that. That was good. To be holy, it it might not be so fun. Amen. <laughs> oh, but it's gonna be worth it, amen? Yes, it is. Well, I just wanna uh, welcome you here this morning, welcome our guest. Uh, we're so glad that you're here with us. Um, it's been a good few minutes here with you all today. We'll be back here Wednesday night. Um, and ladies, uh, a week from this Thursday we have a ladies meeting. Uh, the group from Bartlesville will be here Myong's going to be speaking um, we'll have a good time that'll be I think that's the 15th uh, on a Thursday night at seven so I just wanted to mention that uh, we've got that coming up. I don't want you to miss it and it's a great time of uh, ladies coming together and um, you never know what's going to happen so uh, I just wanted to mention that. It seems like there's something else, but it's all of a sudden, that's all I can think about. So we're going to go ahead and men's meeting next Monday. Ah, y'all don't want to be the lady showing you off. They got to keep up with this lady. So there you go. Well, (laughs) let's stand, and we're going to receive the offering, and uh, the guys are coming, and we ask you to bring your offerings forward and shake someone's hand and greet them and welcome them but let's just pray lord i just thank you for the we can take this time just to bless you back because you have blessed us so much this week and we just want to give according to your word and lord we just thank you for it that we we can give and we want to be obedient and give back to you we bless you now in jesus name amen Greet someone, come forward. If you have a guest card, you can put in the pot.
2: Now this is what it's like when a family gets together. Amen. Come on, that's what it's like. That's what some of you are missing. I know. I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad your guests are here because we got some others are gone. And I'm glad you're taking their places this morning. I pray you're blessed today. I want to read you a couple of scriptures out of the book of Deuteronomy. We in the church as a whole have lost the fear of God. I challenge you to read uh, Deuteronomy 28. Just finish out that chapter if you like. Now it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord your God. Being careful to do all his commandments which I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Is that a promise? All the blessings will come upon you and overtake you if obey the Lord your God. Are the blessings overtaking you? No one can say amen to that. Okay. Blessed shall you be in the city, blessed in the country, blessed shall your kids be the produce your ground, everything you put your hand to. Verse 11 says, the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. Those are promises. They're all good. Verse 15 says, but it shall come about if you do not obey the Lord your God to observe to do all His commandments and His statutes which I have Charge you today that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed you will be in the city. Cursed will be everything you put your hands to. Cursed shall be the offspring of your body. Verse 22, the Lord will smite you as consumption. Anybody claim that's your favorite verse? <laughs> the Lord will smite you with boils? Listen, those verses are just as true as John 3.16. They're just part of it. Let me find you another good promise. See if, it, if you've got this your favorite scripture. Let's see, Deuteronomy 30.15. Here's a challenge. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity and death and adversity. In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways, to keep His commandments and His statutes and His judgments, that you may live and multiply, (coughs) and that the Lord your God may bless you in the land where you're entering to possess it. But if your heart turns away, and you will not obey, but are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. Oh, I'm not worse than any other gods. <clears throat> There's some of them worse than sleep this morning, I think. They've stayed home. Yep. I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you're crossing the Jordan to enter in and possess it. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I've set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse, so choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. By loving the Lord your God, by obeying His voice, by holding fast to Him, for this is your life and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. I'm telling you, those words are still true today. We've got a God that loves us. He wants the best for us. I thought about this in Proverbs this morning. Did you read Proverbs 4? Verse 7 says, The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. Prize her. Hold on to her. In verse 23, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. I'm telling you, the Word of God is true. Lord, it's Your Word, and we believe You. Some of you didn't know those words were in there. Open that up over there where the moths fly out, you know. Over there where you haven't been used to reading. I know some of those begets are hard to get through. And they beget. Psalms uh, 118.8 says, It's better to take refuge in the Lord than trust in man. I kept, I'd read that verse, and I had it marked in my Bible. I kept thinking about it, and I thought, Holy Spirit, this doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about today. But I couldn't get away from it. And then I read that little clip. I think it was on Facebook. I'd read it before. You know what the shortest chapter in the Bible is? Chapter. Chapter. It's Psalms 117. You know what the longest one in the Bible is? You surely know this one. It's Psalms 119. You know what the middle chapter in the Bible is? It's 118. You know what the middle verse in all the Bible is? It's Psalms 118, verse 8. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. I think it's interesting how God puts things like that together. I mean the shortest chapter, the longest chapter, and just remember it's better. You know, I love my friends. I got people with friends that would help me. But we better trust the Lord. I might not be able to get to that friend. He might not be able to get to me to help me. Last week we talked about the coming of the Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit, you're so welcome. We're, you're so welcome. I'm, I want to read you a verse that I'm just going to end with. Let's just start with it. Second um, Corinthians three seventeen. Now, we quote it a lot. People do. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let me give you, I've got a couple of Clay Nash quotes. He said in the original, it was read like this. Where the Spirit is Lord, there's liberty. Where the Spirit is Lord, there's Liberty. That, you have to think about that in a minute. I agree with it. There's still just one God. It's still God the Father. It's still God the Son. It's still God the Holy Spirit. There is no other. Just those three. And it's not God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Last week we talked about the verse in Joel that said, It will come after these things. I'll pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Casey, get a vision. Chris, get a vision. You'll have visions also. I can attest old men dream dreams. I even have some horsey dreams. Um, I dreamed the other night. I had this new young cutting horse, three-year-old mare. And even uh, one of my friends, Tommy Marvin, had saw her, and he just came and gave me a hug. He is so proud of me and that horse. Well, I was going to take her to a church, they wanted me to come. I was coming as a guest, I believe. It was kind of an unusual church, kind of like this one. And I was going to ride my horse in bareback. I was taking her with me. And I did. I brought her in. Instead of between the pews, it was a little more room. And I just turned her loose, and she went to nibbling on grass there. And here's what I started out to say. There's somebody in this room that's going to hell. That's where I started my message. Come on. We have lost the fear of God. You tell me you've been to a funeral when everybody didn't go to heaven. And you know what I say about that? I agree. I think everybody gets to. I don't think everybody gets to stay. There's got to be a judgment someplace. I don't know where it is. But we've lost the fear of God and we have excluded the Holy Spirit. And I remember here years ago in early 90s and one of our brothers said, I always thought it was a duet and I found out it's a trio. What we've overlooked and God has blessed us with. So... Joel 2.28, that promise was fulfilled that God would do that. He has done that. He is pouring out His Spirit. He is doing it. And I want to read another one out of the book of John this morning, chapter 16, verse 5. Lord, thank You. Now, I'm go- this is Jesus' words. I'm going to Him who sent me and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Paraclete, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him to you. And that Helper is one just like Jesus. And He, when He comes, will. He'll convict, He'll convince, He'll reprove the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin because they do not believe in Me. Sin's the issue in the world today. Sin's the issue in the government today. Sin is an issue in the church today. There there were not ten suggestions. I mean, God's Word is true. And every time I've failed, every time I've went the wrong way, it's because I have disobeyed God's Word. And you know what that's called? Sin. We've missed the mark. Concerning sin, they do not believe in Me. And concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you no longer see Me. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of the world has been judged. Well, they didn't really see it yet in that time, but He had been judged. And we don't see it today in the way we think we ought to see it. Let me tell you, he has been judged. When Jesus Christ hung on the cross, he defeated every power of the adversary. He, they couldn't even, Satan couldn't even keep him in a grave. He defeated him. But he still runs around like a roaring lion, but he's not a roaring lion. He's a big bully that wants to stop you and everything that you do. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when He, the person, the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. Are you getting more revelation? He will not speak of His own ability. Some people you talk to, they just continue to tell their story. Well, what's the good news? But whatever he hears, he will speak. He will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me. He will take of mine and disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. you've been uh, somewhere and you've heard two people talking they wasn't talking to you but you get in on a conversation Chris was telling Angie and Rob a story and I got in on part of it a while ago but the Holy Spirit hears the Father He hears Jesus and He says He'll take a mind and disclose it to you now is that word true? That's true. Why not us? It's ours. We just got to believe it and receive it and walk in it. He's he's saying more than we're really understanding that it's Him speaking to us at times. He's speaking. He is speaking. We need the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8, we read that last week. You know this verse. But you will receive power when the Holy Ghost, is, Holy Spirit, has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, even the remotest parts of the earth. Excuse me. You'll be a witness in Skytook. You'll be a witness on the job. You'll be a witness wherever he goes. It's a sin, as I said a while ago, not to obey God's word. Ephesians 5.18 says, this is the will of God, not to be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit. Now that is the Holy Spirit he's talking about. It's a sin. But remember, I mean, he's talking to a, a church. He's talking to saved born again people that they need to be filled with the Spirit Lord you're so good you've given us everything we need 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 both uh, have the word gifts in it and it's always in italics because it's added But look that up in Strongs. And you come up with the numbers nine, 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 which says that does not exist. So there are nine what we call gifts of the Spirit that we should look at as there are nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Clay, let me give you another Clay Nash. I read this in his book. He said, I drove people crazy trying to help them find their their gift. And he said, I finally told them, if you just fall in love with the Holy Spirit, you'll find out it'll work. And he said, I began to see people praying for one another, laying hands on people and God doing things. When they quit focusing on just what is my gift. I like that. 1 Corinthians twelve eleven says this, But one and the same Spirit works in all these things, all the nine manifestations, distributing to each one individually just as He wills. Just as He wills. But I really believe you can walk in as many of them as you want to. I believe as you believe, so shall it be done unto you. But I, I believe he's assigns you with a particular gifts, but there's a big table set. And if you're really hungry and you really pursue him and go after go after him, maybe this is where that term comes in where the Lord where the how do I say that now? Where the Spirit is Lord. Where the Spirit is Lord. I believe it's a pretty wide open table. That He wants He wants His gifts to flow. He wants His gifts to flow. And not just in here, in our personal time, but He wants us to know. I talked to two men of God this morning weak that were going through personal issues and you just talk to them out of your life you'll have what they need you'll have the answers you'll have that God just puts you in some places sometimes that you don't always understand you know in Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit fell the Jewish situation, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they all spoke with tongues. You get over in a couple of chapters over in Acts 10, Peter goes and preaches to the Gentiles in Cornelius' house because the Lord designed that. And while he was preaching, it said the Holy Spirit fell on them like he did in Jerusalem in Acts 2 and said, They all spoke with other tongues. A few chapters over, Paul found some men, uh, Gentiles, and they had only been baptized with John's baptism, that Jesus would come. He preached to them. He baptized them in the name of Jesus. And it said... they begin to speak in tongues and prophesy. So there's all kinds of the manifestations in the Word of God as God lays out this. And I want to read you some verses out of chapter 14. Now, <clears throat> You know, the chapter, of the love chapter is chapter 13. And God put it right in between the two chapters on the gifts and the Holy Spirit. And, if, and it wasn't in chapter and verse when it was written. So 13 ended, but now faith, hope, and love abide, and the greatest of these is love. So the first verse in 14 says, pursue love. He's just continuing on. Yet desire earnestly, spiritual, there's that word of gifts again, but desire to be a spiritual person is what he's saying. But especially that you might prophesy. I wish I would remembered these, understood these verses years ago. I wish I had them. I'd have been tormenting my pastor, I guess, but So it's good to prophesy, right? This is not a trick question or test this morning. But a one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands but his in his spirit he speaks mysteries. But he is speaking to God. When you're praying in tongues, you're speaking to God. But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification, exhortation, consolation. Don't tell me you're giving somebody a word when you're correcting them. You're not giving them word. You might have a word of wisdom. You might know something. I hope God's having you do it, but you're not not prophesying to them. Because you're not building him up. You might just be brother keep him straight. I mean, we gotta have one of those somewhere. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. What's that mean? That he builds himself up. But one who prophesies edifies the church. Now I wish that you all spoke in tongues. But even more, that you should prophesy. And greater is the one who prophesies than one who speaks in tongues unless he interprets so that the church may receive edification. The church needs to be built up. Listen, I, I'm for all the gifts. But in the charismatic Pentecostal world, most of it has just been about the issue of tongues some healing. Henry and Clay can attest to this. They visited several churches before they came here and they couldn't find anything said about the prophetic. In fact, I think they even heard one message that was against it. Yeah, In a charismatic church. The Word of God is still true. Not our pet doctrine. And, and listen, tradition is so hard. You can pray for me. to. I know. My tradition. That's the way we used to do it. That's the way I was raised. I mean, those things battle us all of our lives, whether they're right or wrong. Praise God for the good. Lord, liberate us from everything that's not. But he goes on, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what will I profit you unless I speak to you either by way of revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? And he goes on and talks about I could go play the piano, the keyboard this morning, but Debbie would play it, you'd understand the song. You never would get it if I did. That's what he's saying. <clears throat> verse 11 if then I do not know the meaning of the language I'll be the one who speaks as a barbarian the one who speaks will be a barbarian to me so also you since you're zealous of spiritual or being spiritual this, and it says to pursue them it says to desire them Seek to the abounding for the edification of the church. I think ideally we'd come in, we'd prayed up. We'd be built up and we'd become ready to be the church. And I understand there are people that come that need to be built up. But there comes a place when we ought to be ready to go. Just my thought on that. Therefore, let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, and my mind's unfruitful. What's the outcome? I will he says I'll pray with both. I'll pray with the spirit, I'll pray with my mind also. I will sing in the spirit. I will sing with my mind also. Otherwise if you bless in the spirit only, how will the one who fills the place of the ungifted? Say the amen at your giving of thanks since he does not know what you're what you're saying. One night here years ago at the close on Sunday night, I called on a brother to dismiss us in prayer. He said, "I, I don't know how to pray, so I'll just pray in tongues and he prayed in tongues. Well, we didn't have a clue what he prayed. It wasn't interpreted. I mean, there is an order in how you do things in church. For you are giving thanks well enough, but the others not edified. I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. However, in the church, I desire to speak five words with my mind so that I may instruct others also rather than 10,000 words in a tongue. Then he goes on and talks about we need to be mature, not children. We need to grow up. Verse uh, 22. So then tongues are for a sign. Not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophecy is for a sign not to unbelievers, but for those who believe. In other words, if someone gives a message in tongues and someone hears that, they understand there's something supernatural going on. But he says prophecy is to the believers, and, then, and yet it, it works the other way also. If the whole church assembles together and all speak in tongues and ungifted men or unbelievers enter, will they not say you're mad? But if all prophesy and an unbeliever, an ungifted man enters, he is convicted by all. He is called into account by all. The secret of his hearts are disclosed. So he'll fall on his face and worship God and declaring that God is certainly among you. What is the outcome then? Brethren, when you assemble, I thought about this a while ago when Tommy got up and read that scripture. Each One has a psalm, a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation, that all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be by two or three, at at the most three, and each in turn, and one must interpret. But if there's no interpreter, he must keep silent in church and let him speak to himself. Let two or three prophets speak. Let the others pass judgment. But if a revelation is made to another who is seated, the first one must keep silent. You can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all be exhorted. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. I made a guy mad telling him that one day. I did. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace in all the churches of the saints. Uh, And he he tells the women to be quiet. In that day and time, the churches were patterned after the synagogues. Men sat on one side, women sat on the other. I mean, you could go back a few chapters and you can find out where women can pray and prophesy. So he wasn't against that. And I think it had more to do with the day and times than it does women speaking. Verse 36 says, Was it from you that the word of God first came forth? Or has it come to you only? If anyone thinks he is a, a prophet or spiritual let him recognize that the things which I write to you are the Lord's commandments. If anyone does not recognize this, he's not recognized. Therefore, my brother, desire earnestly to prophesy. I wonder why that wasn't listed as one of the, the people that said you had to do something to know your field of the Spirit. Why didn't they say prophesy? And do not forbid to speak in tongues. As I said, I think last week, that's a verse that kept me in my Baptist days from totally agreeing with everything I was hearing about that. Because it said not to forbid. But all things must be done properly and in order. Lord, I thank you. See, Romans 8.14 says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. How can you be led by the Spirit of God without being filled with the Spirit of God? You can't. You can't do it. You you can't say Jesus Christ is Lord of my life without being filled with His Holy Spirit. Because you can't do that. You can't do what He calls us to do without being filled by His Spirit. You can't do it. For you have not received the spirit of slavery. leading to fear again. But you received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. That's because the Holy Spirit lives within you. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also. Are you an heir of God? You are. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him so that we may also be glorified with Him. Lord, I thank You. I'm an heir. I'm an heir. You think Jesus Christ not going to receive an inheritance? I am too. You are too if you belong to Him. You're an heir. You're an heir. You're just... What you go through in this life is getting you ready for that life to receive what he has for us. This life is a test. It is a test. Isaiah 48, 10 says, Behold, I've refined you, but not like silver. I've refined you in the furnace of affliction. There's things we go through at times. I mean, God's gave, that's my life verse. And I was scared spitless when one morning, you know, that verse just started coming to me. I said, like, what is coming up? But he says, Behold, I have refined you, but not like silver. It's in the furnace of affliction. First Corinthians six nineteen. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, that you are not your own? Do you not know that the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God, lives within you? I'm telling you, Colossians uh, 1.27, Jesus said, Christ in you. Christ in you the kingdom of God lives within you it'll help you in your prayer life if I mean you can we know Jesus is sitting on the throne we just don't know where that's at but we pray to him but we also we realize the kingdom of God lives within us He's with us. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He's within us. That's what it's about. This body is his temple. I have a responsibility to take care of this temple. This is not your responsibility. It's mine. It's not my responsibility to take care of yours. But if you're going to be who he says you, You're going to be, you need to have that temple where it's functioning. And we've got to learn how to, how to take care of them. The Holy Spirit of God lives within you. Whom you have from God that you are not your own. For you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. You can't glorify God in your body If the Holy Spirit isn't residing and working and flowing in and through your life. You can't do it. You won't do it. I mean, the flesh is too strong without the Spirit of God leading us and guiding us. The flesh will win. If the Spirit isn't Lord. If the Spirit isn't Lord, the flesh will win. I promise you, he'll win. I don't care what it's about, the flesh will win because the spirit, the flesh is strong also. There's a place that says the spirit's weak, but we know, I mean, the flesh is weak, but we know also how strong the flesh can be to do what it wants to do. That's still the battle of a lifetime is say no that your flesh is not going to rule you. I think Acts thirteen fifty-two, this would have been a great verse to have said this is evidence that you're filled with the Spirit. Disciples were continually filled with joy in the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, the two things, and I've said this for years, that's most needed in the body of Christ is joy and integrity. You trade horses, you've got to be a man of your word. And we've lost too much of that in our country. There's someone that you just know. There's people you just know you can depend on, and there's others you know you can't depend on. That's just because till God does something in your heart, the flesh just wants to rule around, and we're going to do what we want to do. It's just praise God. Let's, we're in the land of the free but the Lord isn't, isn't in charge of your life. Philippians 3:13, 13, you know, it's been a favorite verse of mine for the past few months. For it's God who is at work in you to will and work for his good pleasure. And he, by his spirit, is doing a work in you. And he wants us to yield to him He wants us to believe His Word. I read some verses this morning as we started. I don't want those curses in my life. I don't want those curses going down on my family. I want to walk in the goodness of God. I, I need to be led by the Spirit continuously. And I pray, Lord, I desire to be continuously being filled with your spirits, what that really means. Because the life, life pulls the spiritual life out of us at times, as we go. I mean, it pulls on you. And it, it's a process to stay rightly related to God. It's a chore. It's a, something you have to work at. I mean, you had to learn to walk. You had to learn to ride a bicycle. Or you had to learn the trade you're in. We have to allow Him to work in us, and we have to be willing to walk in that process. But we have to remember that it's God who is at work in us to will and work for His good pleasure. So who, who's the, do we belong to Him? He lives within us for a purpose. He wants to use you in His kingdom. He wants you to go as light wherever you go. I'm not saying you've got to preach to everybody. You've got to get everybody saved. But your life should radiate the Lord God Almighty. That's what He wants. We're to be different. We're a peculiar people. We are different. We don't fit in a lot of places. I've been going to some of the city meetings and I know those people, I talk to them, but you know, there's they all know one another. But I'm okay if I'm alone. It's okay. Because it's about him. It wasn't my idea anyway. It's his. As you go. But what about the Lord? What about being filled with His Spirit? Some of you know you're not filled with the Spirit of God. You know know the Holy Spirit's not Lord in your life. That's what I mean. But you can settle that today if you'll do it. If you'll come and ask Him if there's a sin, a stronghold in your life, that you haven't been able to overcome, I promise you God can overcome it. But you've got to seek Him first, not just help. You've got to want Him more than to be free. You've got to want Him. It's the same way, I believe, with the gifts. Lord, you've assigned each one of us one, and maybe we think another one would be better. But we just seek you, and you just do what you want to do with us. We're your idea. Somebody give Jesus praise. Come on. Come on, let's stand. But now, come on. What about the Holy Spirit being Lord? What about Him? What's His place in your life? Are you still upset and aggravated and mad? And or Are you praising the Lord? If you'll come, see the Holy Spirit, it's, it's the life and power of Jesus coming into your life to empower you to be who He's called you to be. That's available today if you'll come. If you're the one that's lost, you can come and get saved today. You can come back to God today. You can get healed today. He's here. The Holy Spirit, He's here. We bless you.